All right, my friends. Well, there's not as many people here as I thought there would be, um, which is totally fine. This is really just me divulging all of my stupidness <laughs> uh, throughout the years as an electrician. So um, I've done a lot of dumb shit, and um, I've been a lot of different versions of myself, I suppose. So when I first started out as an apprentice, I was kind of a lost kid. Like I was a dad. I had a really young kid as a kid, you know? So I was working three jobs. I was like waiting tables in the evenings. Um, I was doing electrical work. I would do uh, tile work and stuff like that with my dad, or I would go on Craigslist and throw up ads for, you know, doing, doing anything that you could on a house that a handyman could do. Cause I just had experience doing that stuff. So uh, my, my method of just being all the, the time was like a workaholic and I was constantly just trying to make ends meet. When you have child support, any of you that have kids know that, you know, if, if you're getting paid 15 bucks an hour, the government takes a quarter of that and then you got to pay child support, which is another quarter of that. So you really only make half of your pay. So I was making 15 bucks an hour, but I was only taking home 750 an hour, which was fucking rough. And then every other job I had too, it was the same thing. So even like working three jobs, I was only getting the pay of one and a half jobs. So I always had to kind of like outwork everything that I was doing. And uh, I just got into that mode where like everything I did had this sense of urgency and had this sense of like strife and struggle. So my method of working has always been really, really fast. And all of the um, all of the the men that I worked around seemed to really like the fact that I busted ass, right? Like that just seems to be currency in our trade. So um, I, in working really, really fast all of the time, I've made a lot of errors because I was in too big of a fucking hurry all the time. And uh, so a few of my stories of being too big, <laughs> too big of a hurry. Um, holy shit, it's cost me so much money. Uh, another thing about me, just I'm a very like, honor, respect driven person. Um, I, I believe for like, or I believe in like standing up and taking responsibility for the shit that you do and, you know, uh, your part in things like owning it. So every mistake that I have made, I have offered to pay for rather than letting a boss pay for anything that I've ever done. Um, because if, if anything, it was just going to drive home the fact a little bit more that I need to slow the fuck down and be more careful. Um, and it did, you know, like the more that I had to shell out money to pay for my mistakes, I would never made those fucking mistakes again. Um, and then I kept a really good relationship with my boss. But, uh, one, <laughs> one of the things that I did <laughs> was, uh, we were wiring a house. So I was doing uh, really large custom homes. And we would always drive way the fuck out in the middle of the hill country, in the middle of nowhere, really, um, where these huge mansions were being built. And we're talking like $10 million plus dollar homes. Um, so I was working and being in true Dustin fashion, trying, like working too fast, doing too much shit at one time, not slowing down and being careful. Uh, it started pouring outside and we had to clean up and get all our shit loaded up in the truck. And then have a two-hour drive back to the shop. And so it started pouring like, like a cow pissing on a flat rock. Like just 
downpouring and I'm running shit out to the truck, throwing things into the truck. And I went and grabbed a ladder and I had, uh, we had a, a truck that was like a Chevy Silverado with a ladder rack on it. And, uh, <laughs> there's just, there was two bars on the top that, uh, went across the truck. And so if you slid the ladder forward or slid it back a little bit, like it could fall if it's not on one of those bars. So <laughs> I fucking ran up with this eight foot ladder on my shoulder and threw it up on the truck. And that thing slid all the way forward and, and missed the rung and uh, tipped down and smashed right through the back windshield, right into the cab. <laughs> it's fucking pouring rain. And we've got glass all over on the inside of this cab of this truck. And it's getting full of rain. And then we have to sit in that fucking thing and drive two hours in the rain in wet glass shit just because I didn't, I was in such a big rush, right? Like I could have just fucking gotten wet. There was no reason for me to have to be in that big of a hurry. You know what I mean? But most of my mistakes are all because I was in too big of a fucking hurry. So that, uh, we got back to the, <laughs> the shop. And, uh, the journeyman that I was with, he was, he called the, uh, the boss and, uh, he was just like, leave the truck in the shop, like put it inside and we'll deal with it later. And I called him immediately and I was like, Hey, I will pay for this. I'm so sorry. It was a stupid fucking mistake. And he's like, okay, <laughs> like didn't even bat an eyelash. He was just like, cool. So it was like 450 bucks, I think, to get that, that uh, windshield replaced. But I learned that lesson. So like now anytime I put a ladder up on a ladder rack, I chill the fuck out and make sure it's up there. Like I, I'm not in such a big hurry. Um, so that was one. That's my first story of being in too big of a hurry. The second story of being too big of a hurry. I probably have 50 of these fuckers. Uh, second story of me being in too big of a hurry was when I broke my leg working for the same guy. <laughs> uh, it's, there, I don't see why this guy didn't fucking fire me. No, I do see because he respects me and he knows I'm a, a hard-ass fucking worker and I do good work. That's why he didn't fire me. Um, but I was in this uh, commercial building. It was like a pizza place and it was um, it was like closing day, like last day of, of construction. Everybody was in a hurry. Um, they were trying to open this restaurant under a, a deadline and every, you know, everything was already behind. And so like there was every fucking trade imaginable and everybody had multiple crews in there. We had like 12 of our guys at this place and people were just running around being idiots, but you know, trying to get shit done so that uh, even the customers were there, like the builder was there, all the customers were there. All of their like corporate team, every, fucking everybody was there. And uh, there was this wall that uh, I guess when you like walk into the kitchen, there was a part of the wall that like if you reached up, you could touch this wall and uh, you could keep walking straight and you're like under the wall now. And that's where the prep kitchen and everything was. So I had a 10 foot ladder. And rather than setting up the ladder responsibly, I was in a hurry and I had to go uh, work on some emergency lights or it was, I think it was like a frog eye fixture or something like that. And it was way up on top. So it was probably like, I don't know, 15 feet in the air, uh, on this wall. 
So I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to go slam my ladder against the wall, right? Lean it against the wall like you're not supposed to do. I'm going to run up this bitch and I'm going to work on it, get it done, come down. And I had done like three other ones this way. There was no issue with it. But I put that ladder down or, uh, you know, I put it up against the wall and I ran up that ladder with my tool belt on drills, everything. And uh, I got up there. And I was working up over my head too. So like I was on the second to last rung standing on it and reaching up over my head. And I get up there to, to pull my drill out and I'm like, fuck, I don't have a tip. Like I'm missing the Phillips tip for, for my drill. So I start going back down the ladder way too fast. And somehow my foot gets stuck inside of one of the rungs and I fall. I completely lose my balance and fall all the way the fuck down onto the ground onto my ankle. And I snapped my fucking ankle. I broke my, my tibia and fibula. Uh, like I've hair, hairline fractured them basically vertically. And then the, uh, I guess like if you look at your hand, the, the palm, like where your pinky kind of meets your palm on your foot, same thing. There's like that little bone on the, the corner of your foot on the outside. That bone broke and fucking retracted up into my foot. And so my, like, I didn't, I didn't know it was broken. I'd never really had anything broken up to this point, but I hit the ground dude and my fucking drills, every wire nut screw shit tools just went flying everywhere. Cause I hit hard, man. Uh, <laughs> a sack of fucking potatoes and literally everybody there, probably 30 people just stared at me. And looked at me and didn't say anything, didn't do anything, didn't offer to help, nothing. I looked around at everybody and I was in shock, but I, I tried to step on my foot and immediately just pain went like shooting through my leg and I fell back down on the ground. And that's when I realized like, oh, fuck, this is probably broken. And uh, so I couldn't even walk. I had to drag myself across the floor with everybody standing there watching me and nobody fucking offering any help or saying anything. They just pretended not to, to even pay attention or give a fuck. So I drug myself probably about 30 feet across this fucking floor with my tool belt still on in excruciating pain. And I pushed this door open and it was stupid because it like, it was, it was, uh, you know, like a commercial door. So you had to push the, the little bar across in the middle. And, um, I pushed it, but I was like laying on the ground. So my arm, like three feet up in the fucking air, trying to fuck with this door and it wouldn't open. And I'm like smacking the fucking door. And finally it opens and I push myself out. And there's somebody that I actually worked at our company sitting out there smoking a cigarette with another girl. That was another electrician that worked at the company. And they see me crawling outside out of the door and they just sit there and fucking look at me. They don't offer to help. They don't do anything. They just keep smoking their cigarette and look the other direction and just keep bullshitting and talking. Like how fucked up is that whole experience? First and foremost, if I'm ever on a job with somebody, obviously somebody fucks up. Like, you know, the attitude of like, well, oh, well, your problem, deal with it. You should have slowed down. Like, yeah, there's a little bit of that. There. But if somebody's fucking hurt, offer to help them. I mean, Jesus, your team, like give a shit about people. So that I just remember how like shameful that whole thing was and how like nobody fucking offered to help me. But also I felt so stupid for what the fuck happened. And I told uh, so one of the helpers that was, that worked for us walked by after about 10 minutes and I was like, yo, I need to go to the hospital. I'm pretty fucking sure that my leg's broken right now and I'm in a lot of pain. And they were like, Oh, okay. You know, like took their time 
And uh, I was like, can you go find so-and-so like the, the journeyman that I was there with and tell him to call, like I, I do something. I got to fucking go. And uh, so they finally, probably another 20 minutes I was sitting there and uh, they rushed me out through traffic. And then this was like five o'clock and we were way out at, uh, by the, the lake kind of where we are. And there's only one way to get in town and out of town and everybody fucking takes this way to get from Austin all the way around the lake back into town. So it was gridlocked fucking traffic. And I sat there for an hour and a half in this fucking truck in excruciating pain. Like I couldn't even think straight because of how much pain my leg was in and it was just throbbing. And we finally get back to the shop and my boss was there and he met us and he actually drove me to the fucking emergency room himself and uh, took care of everything. And I begged him. Yeah, I was like, please, please, please do not fucking fire me. Like, I love doing this. I'm really sorry. And he just laughed. He's like, dude, I'm not going to fire you. You're too good. At, you're, you're too good of a hand for me to fire. But, you know, this is a lesson that I hope you never fucking forget. And uh, to this day, I haven't. So I was in a wheelchair. Uh, I had a cast on my leg for three months. And th- during that whole three months, um, I was supposed to just sit home and my boss actually offered, he was like, I'm just going to pay you for everything. Like for, for you being out. And I'm like, no, dude, you don't have to fucking do that. Like, thank you. Yes. But, but like, I don't want to cost you money. And he's like, well, you know, uh, we'll figure something out down the line, but he's like, I don't want you to, to, you know, I know you got a kid and I know you're by yourself and you don't have any help and all that shit. So he's like, just, um, don't worry about it. So after two weeks of sitting there and like trying to just get through the pain and like heal up a little bit, and uh, I called him and I'm like, dude, I'm so fucking tired of sitting here watching shows on the screen, not moving around. I was like, if I can get a wheelchair, can I come in and work still? And not like on jobs, but can I come and like sweep the fucking shop? Uh, can I grab materials and get, you know, pull materials together for jobs and like organize plans or do whatever? I'm like, if you're going to fucking pay me, please let me do something. And so I did, man. I, I drove at the time I had a 1985 Chevy Silverado and it was like, uh, they're all made of steel, you know, like there it was a solid huge ass truck and it was lifted. So I couldn't even fucking lift myself up into this truck. Barely. I, I did. Uh, but I had a cast on still. So I had to like get down from a second story apartment. It was so fucked up, dude. If anybody was watching me during this time in my life, it was probably so fucking sad to watch. But like I'm, you know, trying to leap one <laughs> with one good leg with a cast, carrying a fucking uh, a wheelchair down a flight of stairs just to get out to my truck to throw that thing in the back of the truck and to hoist myself up into this big fucking lifted truck. And then it was my gas foot; it was my right foot. So like I couldn't drive like normal with my right foot. So I had to do everything with my left foot. If you, if any of y'all ever get a chance in your life. Try driving for a couple of months with just your left foot and tell me how fucking goofy it feels. It's the craziest thing. So uh, that was a lesson learned. That was a massive, massive lesson learned. Um, Slow the fuck down. But I survived it. Now I've still got this weird bone that's just sucked up into my ankle somewhere. And I asked the doctor. They were like, "Uh, do you want to do surgery and like have us take that bone out? And I'm like, well, why wouldn't I? And they're like, well, I mean, you don't really need to. It's not hurting anything. And um, I'm like, yeah, but there's just like a fucking bone fragment floating around in my in my foot. They're like, yeah, I mean, you're probably not going to notice anything until you're like 50. You know, like once you're 50, you might have some problems. Um, but 
I was just like, whatever, you know, just, I went with it. So that is story number two of me uh, being in too big of a fucking hurry. Um, what's another one? Oh, I had another one where it was raining. <laughs> uh, story number three, being too big of a hurry. Um, so I was on a job and same journeyman as, as all of these other ones where I've gotten hurt. Um, it was a little kind of a, a small remodel. The lady had just had a new air handler put, um, it was a small single story house, like really tiny and, uh, just had a new air handler put in upstairs. So they like had to open up the ceiling and redo all the paint and, and like the whole nine yards. So the last thing that we were doing was, uh, we just had to go and like hook up a few circuits. We had just put all brand new smoke detectors, um, in, and we had put like a new, uh, whip on the furnace, um, bunch of plugs, switches, lights, uh, brand new lights up in the attic. Um, and it was my gumption that I was like, all right, can I be the one that makes up the panel? So first thing I did, uh, was I was like, well, let me go up and all, you know, I've been doing this for four months now. I know what I'm doing. I know, uh, I don't fucking know what I'm doing, but like, I always told everybody like, I know what I'm doing. I can do it. You know, let me do it. So I went up and, uh, hooked that furnace up. Oh, the furnace was gas. It wasn't a, it wasn't an electric furnace. Um, so there was a switch up there that, um, got wired to the plug and got wired to the furnace because my dumbass didn't know what the fuck I was doing, but just wanted to impress everybody. And then I asked if I could wire this panel and the journeyman was like, all right. I mean, everything seems pretty straightforward. It was a small panel, uh, only a few circuits and it was an existing panel. So it was just like new circuits had gotten added to it. Well, then it starts fucking pouring. So I'm out there working on this thing, landing all these wires and it's pouring rain on me and everybody runs for the truck and they're like, dude, just stop fucking doing that. Just run out, like get in the truck. And I'm like, no, I'm a hard ass. I'm super badass. I'm going to sit out here in this rain and I'm going to show you like I'm tougher than you because I can still work in the rain. <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> well, it was raining, so I couldn't really focus because I have rain and it was cold too. The cold ass rain just beating down on my face. I'm like wiping my eyes. I can't even see. And I'm trying to fucking wire this panel together. And, uh, I got everything wired and I was like really proud of it. Everything looked really clean. I mean, for as much as it can when it's pouring ass rain and I was in a hurry. And, uh, then I ran out to the truck and I started laughing. Everybody was like, ah, oh, you, you guys are like, uh, you know, wuss or you guys are wussies. Like I, I sat out there and did this. I thought it was just like hot shit basically. And, uh, the rain calmed down after a little while and journeyman walked over, looked at everything, flipped the breaker turned uh, uh, the main on and we went inside and uh, we went up into the attic and into the kitchen that like the whole area around that air handler and all the light bulbs were like insanely fucking bright and all of the smoke detectors were like chirping in a weird way not like a hey the battery's dying kind of way but they were like making these weird crazy like squeaking noises and um, all of a sudden lights started blowing and these were all incandescent lights. So they just started going boom, boom, boom. And they would shut off and then everything went dead. And I'm like, what the fuck was that? Like what just happened? And then we started to smell this electrical burning smell. And so 
this journeyman looks at me and he's like, what the fuck did you do? And so we ran outside, looked at the panel and realized that I had wired everything 220, the whole lighting circuit, all of the receptacles, the 220 uh, that was going to the furnace. Somehow uh, several, several circuits got tied in to the same circuit and it was all hooked up 220. So I destroyed the electrical circuitry circuitry inside of this gas furnace. Um, I destroyed every smoke detector in the entire house. I fried all of the recessed cans, all of the light bulbs that were up in the, the attic, just fucking destroyed everything and uh, offered to pay for that as well afterwards. Uh, just because I was being a fucking idiot and thought that I was super macho guy and I was better than everybody else. And I was in a hurry. Um, actually every mistake that I think that I've ever made, especially like these catastrophic ones, they were all because I was in a fucking hurry. Um, so yeah, there's, there's the theme of that. What's another one. What's another one where I really fucked up because I was in a hurry. Um, Oh, I just, well, I guess I, I guess I wasn't really in a hurry in this instance. I was just, didn't double check my work, didn't double check what I was doing and probably wasn't a hurry because it was the end of the day and I just wanted to go home. Um, there was a house and this was one of the first big custom homes that I got to do on my own. It was like my first, you know, big proud job and, uh, had a 400 amp service. So there were two 200 amp sub panels. And we got everything uh, trimmed out. So like we, we had, were almost finished with this place, got the service built, got our inspection, energized everything. And, uh, you know, went around, tested all the plugs and switches. We had a bunch of stuff that we had to like come back and mess with the next day, but everything seemed to be just fine. Um, so I went home and my boss calls me at like nine o'clock at night. He's like, Hey, uh, this homeowner's saying that there's some weird shit happening in the house. Like lights are just kind of coming on and off by themselves. Circuits are just shutting off and they're starting to smell like a, an electrical smell outside by the service. And they think there's like a fire up that's about to start. And, uh, so <laughs> I was like, all right, I'll fucking go check it out. Like right now I'll, I'll do whatever the fuck I got to do. So, uh, brought my kid and cause single dad, right. I had my kid and I had to just, fucking bring him with me i couldn't leave him at home he was like five years old so uh i drive down to this house and um go to the panel and i can smell it dude i'm like something's been burning you know like there's just a fucking arcing smell and uh opened up the panel opened up the dead front and there was a lug that was red hot uh one of the phases and all of the insulation around it for, you know, like the first three inches or five inches or something like that was just melted. It was like completely uh, gone from the heat. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I look at the screw for the lug and I realize I never tightened the fucking lug down. So that lug was touching. It was making uh, contact, but it wasn't cinched down it wasn't like locked in place so there was a, a a very high resistance point where a lot of heat built up and because it was a loose termination dude that could have that could have caught a fucking fire <laughs> you know like had that not been saved that could have fucking caught fire to something and uh luckily we went out and like you know turned everything off fixed it, tightened it for the time being double checked every fucking thing while I'm out there. And I'm out there with flashlights, like, 
you know, stressed out. And I just could not believe how fucking stupid I was that I walked away from this tightening every other lug, but just didn't double check this thing. Like I was so fucking ashamed of myself and, uh, talked to my boss the next day. And I was like, do we have to like rebuild that whole fucking service? Like whatever, how, what are we going to do about that? And that's where I learned like, no, you can just go get a new, uh, new guts for the panel and just go get a new panel board out of another 200 amp panel. Just pop all the breakers out, you know, disconnect all the neutrals that you need to throw a brand new, um, panel board inside of the enclosure and then throw all your breakers back in and land all your neutrals and you know just make everything up tight he gave me that panel board and he looked at me sternly and he's like tighten the fucking lugs on this one <laughs> i hung my head low I'm like dude i'm s- okay i'm okay i'm so sorry um so that was another mistake that i made as an electrician um what are some not so obvious mistakes that i can come up with i think a big mistake that i'm willing to be honest about is i think that once i got my master electrician's license i probably went out on my own too soon um i right always in a hurry dustin's always in a hurry so out of necessity i needed more money all the time that's why at two years i got my reset at my uh, residential wireman's license like right away because it got me a bump in pay and it got me a license and i got to start a new you know level and have a helper and all that shit so i needed it and uh then same thing when journeyman came i was like i gotta get this fucking thing the day that i am eligible for it and i made sure i passed it so i didn't skip any days and have to retake it you know like i took the shit serious because i was broke all the fucking time so same thing for master is the day I was ready, like, boom, I go and take it. I studied for a fucking year nonstop to make sure that I passed it because most of the people I talked to said that there's like a 14% fail rate or pass rate, meaning most people fail it. And every master electrician I knew failed it and had to take it several times. I was like, not going to be me. I need the fucking money. <laughs> so, uh, I, um, got my master license and then i i was like the whole time i've been an electrician i think it was two years for the first license four years for the second and then six years for the third so over the the course of six years i knew the value of running your own company because i had always had side companies like again i was doing tile work on craigslist and like i was doing handyman shit like help like replacing windows fucking doing drywall and anything that I needed to. And I always ran it through a business so that I could have write-offs and be a little funny with my taxes and it actually be legitimate. So, uh, I knew the value of having side work or having your own company and having customers and, and getting out of the hourly wage thing and into like owning your own thing. So I just knew that was my trajectory the whole time. I was like, as soon as I can have my own company, I'm going to go out on my own and start doing all these, uh, these jobs and, you know, get a thousand dollars for doing a job rather than go do that same job and get $25 an hour. You know, (laughs) like it just, it was always the money, man. It was always the, the, the necessity and the, the speed at which I needed money. So, um, I passed that, that test and immediately told my boss, I was like, Hey man, um, I'm going to go do my own thing. You know, I gave him uh, six months notice that I was going to do it. I, this, I respected the fuck out of this dude. Same guy. This is the same boss. So I had left and gone to other companies, did service work, did industrial stuff, like whatever. And I, I always came back to him, uh, because I ended up hating the fucking people I worked for. And I, I respected the shit out of him. So he would always take me back. Um, but I was always going out and getting experience as well. So anyways, same dude. Uh, and I told him what I wanted to do. And he's like, I completely support it, man. He's like, I, I know where you are and who you are. And he's like, I think, I think 
this is a good move for you. And I was, but I asked him, I was like, but do you think I'm ready? And he's like, you know, I don't know anybody that actually is. He, he's like, take that for what it's worth. But uh, he's like, you're, there's always going to be things that you got to learn. There's always going to be mistakes you make. You're going to make fucking tons of mistakes. You're going to be embarrassed with yourself. You're going to feel like you're fucking up all the time and feel unsure of yourself. And he's like, you have other people around you that you can call if you ever need anything, you know? So I always kind of had this like reassured feeling going in it. And I never second guess myself. It's just something I just don't fucking do. Uh, so I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm going to do this. And I jumped ship and uh, started putting ads on like home advisor and Angie's list and Craigslist and all this stuff and started getting all these, you know, calls coming in the door. And I thought like, all right, in a year, I'm going to be a millionaire. <laughs> you know, in a year, I'm going to have 12 employees and like be balling out of fucking control. And uh, I was just, I was still young. You know, I was still in my 20s. I think I was 29. Um, and, uh, we got so incredibly busy so fast that all I was doing was spending my evenings, spending all day, even like if I'm in my truck doing anything, like I was doing estimates, talking to customers, people were calling, sending emails, sending invoices, doing all the shit and doing it all myself and having to be the one doing the work. So I like had an earpiece that I would wear so that I could just be on the phone at all times every day while I was working, while I was driving, doing all this stuff. And I liked it. At first it was really cool. And uh, I, I ran my company for a year and um, I didn't, you don't know what you don't know until you know it. Right. So like, I didn't realize that I could charge more money and take on less work. It just never crossed my mind. I had no idea that that was even an option. Um, so I charged very little. So I made sure I got every job because I needed fucking money. <laughs> this common theme here, right? Uh, so I was grinding, dude. I was working seven days a week. I was pulling probably 18 hour days every fucking day, nonstop doing the shit by myself. So it got to be this certain point where I had a little bit of money in the bank and I was like, all right, I think I can hire some people. I think I can get some help on here but I don't want to hire a journeyman because that's 25 bucks an hour. And I'm like, fuck, you know, or, or maybe more if they're like a really good one. And I was like, I just, I feel worried that I'm not going to be able to pay that at some point or something, you know? So I was like, what if I just take on a helper and they can help me do stuff, which is a good idea, but it ended up being the wrong idea because the helper that I hired, I thought, well, you know, he's like three years in, so I could probably leave him alone on some jobs and then he on the jobs where I can't, he can just be with me and we can kind of bang the stuff out together. Um, and it ended up because he was a helper, I couldn't rely on him to bring in any revenue for the company. It was just, he just couldn't be left alone. Um, so I still had to be there for every one of these jobs, but now it just costs twice as much. And we weren't doing big new construction jobs. We had some additions and some remodels and stuff, but most of the time it was service calls. So it didn't actually benefit me to have a helper as my first employee. What I should have done is just find a journeyman and been like, you're going to be the field guy and I'm going to take care of all the estimates and I'll fill in and do whatever. But that would have given me the time to run the company and would have allowed somebody else to be a revenue earner for the company. It would have been a good investment rather than just money spent. Um, so that kind of, I didn't notice the effects of that really, like uh, several months went on and I thought we were doing good. And I had a buddy of mine that needed a job and I was like, you know what? Fuck it, dude. Uh, come out, you know, they're, they're moving to Austin. And I was like, I can set you up with something. It might not be full time. It might not be for very long, but I can at least keep you working for a little while. And this dude was like a union welder. He had done almost everything you think of. So he's like really good hand. 
you just never done electrical work. So I was like, all right, well, fuck it. You know, like we can figure this out. So now I had two fucking apprentices instead of one journeyman that could have raised me money. I had two fucking people that were just hemorrhaging money for my company. Cause I was paying them each. Uh, I was thinking of the helper, the, the friend of mine, I was paying 15 bucks an hour as like a brand new apprentice. And then the other guy was paying like 17 or 18 an hour. Cause he was a couple years in. And that was the other thing. I was just paying them too much. You know, they were my buddies. And, uh, so I learned a lot of lessons with that and I got to the point where I was not paying myself because I couldn't afford it. It was costing so much and not doing new construction. We don't have like large draws and things that would come in. So a lot of stuff I was doing commercial work and we would have to wait anywhere from 60 to 180 days to get paid for stuff. So I was just all over the fucking place and didn't really realize that I wasn't managing my money really well. And my uh, ex-wife was managing the office so she was i got her involved to just take uh answer phones every day and like i would do the estimates but she would just take the inbound calls and make sure she's checking angie's list for all the, the dms and stuff that were coming in but neither her or i were drawing a salary and uh that like kind of tanked us it got to be the point after a year of doing this where i was like jesus like what the fuck are we even doing you know like we're taking on all this work. We're getting so much work and we have no fucking money. Like we're broke all the time. And I got so burnt out by it. And I got burnt out by customers calling me at fucking midnight just because they were up and they were like, Hey, just wondering if like uh, you could come by Tuesday and do uh, put some plugs in. I'm like, bro, it's fucking midnight on a Sunday. Like why the fuck are you calling me right now? But you can't say that, right? You gotta be like, and and why the fuck was I answering, right? Like, I, that's more on me for not just shutting my phone off. And But I, like, I always wanted to be the guy that could be depended on, right? I always wanted all the business, every customer. I wanted them to hire me for every fucking thing. And so I just, I shot myself in the foot and completely deflated myself for the entire experience. And at that point, I was like, fuck this, dude. This is not what I want to do. Now I got these helpers that are out there. They're, you know, I'm trying to get them to do the work so I don't have to. And now all I'm doing is fucking invoices all day, every day. And this is not what I want to do. I don't want to be an office guy. And that's all I do. And then start hiring all of these hands to come in and run jobs and stuff. And then I'm not in the field anymore. I'm like, what I love about doing electrical is being a field guy and actually doing this work, troubleshooting and, and like the aesthetics and putting in clean work and looking at the end of the day and sweating and my hands are fucking bloody. And like, I look at what I did and I'm like, that's dope, dude. I did that shit. And that looks fucking good. You know, like having everybody around you be like, y'all can't fuck with my shit. Look how good that is. You know, that shit talking, that camaraderie that you have on jobs, like all of it, man, I just missed all of that. And I was like, all right, this, I'm not ready for this. Obviously I'm not fucking ready for this. And I talked to that same boss that I, uh, I left and I was like, this is what I, where I'm at with all of this shit, man. I'm like, I think what I need is to work under somebody that owns the company for a little while and have them, show me how to run a company efficiently and how to do estimates and how to stave off work. And so I told him, I was like, I got two, two helpers and me, if you can take them on, like if you need help, uh, I'm willing to come and just work for you again and have these guys come and work for you again. And he took us on and, you know, he's always had huge jobs, probably like six to eight huge custom homes going at any time. So he could always, um, so I, I did. And what he did from then on out is he took that seriously and he would sit down with me and he'd be like, all right, let's talk about pricing a little bit. 
And so like when you're doing a job, make sure that you find a sweet spot with your pricing. He's like, you got to kind of move your pricing around to figure out where that is. So make sure that, you know, if you're going to charge somebody something, if you're getting every fucking job and everybody's calling you and you're getting every job, you're too cheap. You know, you need to, you need people to say no so you can stave off the onslaught of work and still make money. And if you're making, if you're charging more, you're going to get more money. You're going to actually profit on the jobs and you're not going to be under the gun all the fucking time um, for, you know, so much work happening. And he's like, there's going to be a point too. If you raise your prices too much, where everybody's going to be saying no. So that's too high. You know, and he's like, that's how you know where your pricing is. But he would sit down and just have all these conversations too. And he would talk about hiring and, you know, where, what's a good dollar amount to like have in the bank if you're going to start hiring and maybe thinking about, who knows, like having six months worth of all of your bills paid and your salary and everything that you would need to survive for six months, having all of that put in the bank before you hire on somebody else, or even just having like six months of a journeyman's wage set aside so that you know that if shit goes tits up, you've at least got six months of that person's wages set aside and you will never need to use that, right? Like you're not going to go six months without getting a job uh, if you do your fucking terrible at business and marketing. Um, so that was never the problem, right? Like it was the, getting the phones to ring. People loved us. I'm super charismatic and friendly and I get into an old lady's house and I got her joking around and like rolling around, you know, like I'm really cool to people when I'm working for them. So customers love me. So there's no problem. We had five star reviews across the board, the whole thing, but man, I just fucking got so burnt out. And then the whole rant, that whole story that I just went through is all to say, I was in too big of a fucking hurry. So the the story of my life has seemed to kind of have this pattern of uh, shit happens over and over and over in my life until I learn the lesson. And as soon as I learn the lesson and actually learn it, those lessons go away. They don't keep fucking happening anymore. I've just, that's just something I've noticed about my life. That's not some like woo woo religious shit that. It, I kind of view life as a game <laughs> and uh, it ju- there just seems to be this thing about living and uh, it seems like life will continue to teach you a lesson until you fucking learn it. So uh, at that point, that's when I realized, okay, I need to be wise. I like I'm respected by everybody around me because I work hard, but that's not good enough. You know, that's a certain kind of currency, but it's also known that I, will work too fucking fast and I'll miss things. And I burn myself out, you know? So I got to that point where I was like, all right, I need to start evaluating like what I'm doing. I'm getting older now. I'm, you know, mid thirties or, um, yeah, I was probably like 33 when I started thinking all this stuff. Um, I was like, I just need to, I need to like chill out and figure out the middle ground. And I figured out this whole, like, we kind of have to have multiple gears to working, right? Like you, you learn when things need to be fast paced. You learn when things need to be slowed down and meticulous and you need to be able to have two gears and shift into fast and shift down into slow and know when to be really slow and meticulous and know when to, to, to speed things up when there's a little bit of a rush on things. Um, and I, I learned that and I've, it, it seems like because of the brutality it took, of me having to end my company and go back to work for somebody and all of that, it hit me so fucking hard, man. Like my pride, I, I felt like I failed 
and I felt like I failed myself. I felt like I failed my wife, my family, everything. Cause I just, I had this dream and I finally fucking made it and I had to close it down because I just wasn't doing a good job at it. And, uh, that hit me so hard that like ever since then I've been a different person and I'm way more slowed down. I know when to pick it up and I do, but I only do that when it's necessary. And I'm very cautious when I do that. I don't take I don't cut corners. I don't stand on top of fucking ladders like I used to and jump out of ceilings onto a fucking concrete floor, you know, like just dumb, dumb kid shit that I used to do. Um, I assess risk and I think about things. I will take time to plan things. Even when I go to a job, like I'll take 30 minutes at the beginning of a day and I'll look at every fucking angle, every wall, every part of the ceiling, everything that we're about to do. And I'll think of every problem that we're going to run into. And I just kind of slow down and, and take that time because that time right there is going to save hours of fuck ups and having to redo things because you didn't think about it. Um, so that, that pattern of working too fast and being in too big of a hurry is something that I've rectified through my life. And funny enough, those patterns aren't around anymore. Those lessons are that, you know, shit like that doesn't happen to me anymore. Um, so whether or not life is this ethereal thing that is handing down lessons like God <laughs> or, or, uh, or it's just that it's a cause and effect relationship to my fucking behavior and I'm not doing stupid shit anymore. So stupid shit's not happening. That could be it too. Um, but either way, it's not, you know, things have, things have gone in a completely different direction in my life. But, uh, I will say, I recommend everybody, if you guys are in a fast-paced mode, you know, it's your fucking stuff up all the time, slow down. I know you hear people say that all the time, but it's the truth. Like, when you slow down, you got the mental capacity and the time to sit and think about shit before you do it. And that's super necessary. Um, I've always been kind of like a ready, fire, aim type of person. I know 100% that I'm not the guy that's going to get caught in my head wishing and wondering and thinking how I should have done this and should have done that, or I'm afraid to make a step. That ain't fucking me, bro. I'll jump out of a plane without a parachute on. <laughs> you know, like I, I'm just, I'm a doer. Then that has always been who I am. I'm not afraid to fucking take a step and move. And if I know where I want to go and what I want to do, there ain't nothing that's going to get in my way. I don't give a fuck who says anything about it. Like that is just me. But I've learned as I'm in my thirties that that having a little bit of planning does not hurt, <laughs> you know, having, and having people around you, having some people that are just kind of watch you and maybe like throw suggestions at you and be like, yo man, I know you just want to dive in, but like back up for a second. Let's think about this. You know, having people in your life like that is worth its weight in gold because they're, what they're doing is right. It's what needs to be done. Like having a bunch of zeal and gumption and, and being a workaholic and being super fast and, and, all of that is great if it's wise as well. But if you lack the wisdom component, it's kind of fucking ignorant because you don't realize the parts of it that you're fucking up. So um, I think that's my rant. <laughs> uh, any of y'all like want to raise your hand and ask questions or share experiences that y'all have gone through? You're more than welcome to come up here. Just hit the little, uh, hit the little hand icon down at the bottom. There we got JT down. We got one. Um, BDL's up here. Hold on one second. Let me get it's JD Ton. I always do that with your name, yeah, dude. No, you're you're not the only one who does that. <laughs> it happens all the time. 
dude i see your name all the fucking time too so like i should yeah. have it and i think that every time too every time i, I fuck it it's up JT. Like, one of these days. yeah it's all good um so i have a pretty big um near disastrous fuck up because i was going so fast uh we were oh, why was why were we in there I don't remember exactly why we... Oh, now I know. So we have a warehouse. Um, I don't know if you've seen this, but that's pretty much all that I do is warehouses. Um, we have a warehouse that has a 2,000 amp switchgear, right? We were adding in a service for a tenant, uh, something like 600, and like a 600 amp service. So we has had to land the, top, land the new wires into the... Um, into the switch gear. Well, we we shut the switch we such yeah, we shut the switch gear off. Um so so the top half of it was was de-energized, but the bottom half is still live because that goes straight to the transformer. Something yep. like twelve uh no ten ten feeds of I think it was probably like six hundred aluminums going straight to the transformer. Oh, this story's going, bro. Do you? I don't like yeah. where this person's going at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, we had a very short window of being able to to keep this thing, to turn this building off because production was going going on. And I'm I'm going going hard trying to get this thing get this thing landed and turned back on so we can get this building turned back on and make sure everything's still functional. Mind you, this is late on a Saturday night, and I'm wanting to go home. So, we get to the part where I am um, finishing tightening the lugs. Well, not tightening the lugs. Landing the lugs. And just due to the way this thing is designed, I can't get my Allen wrench in there. Um, with the... Uh, with the lug actually, sorry, the, the set screw inside that lug um, in there. So I have to thread this thing on by hand, and I'm trying to go fast so we can get this thing done and turn back on. Well, I fumbled one of them. Oh, no. And it fell all the way to the bottom. Oh, Live. No. 480 volt gear. With pipes just stubbed up out of the bottom of the concrete, so it was just it was just open pipes there with the wire coming out going into the bottom of the cabinet. I got a, I got very lucky that a that thing didn't go down one of the pipes, and I got extremely fucking lucky that it didn't arc between the phases. Oh my god! I'm so glad that that's where this story like lands. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! I really had all these questions. I was like, "Were you wearing a flash suit? Was there a fireball?" Like, no, no, and no. Oh, dude. Yeah. Should I have been wearing a flash suit? Absolutely. Yeah, and a live 2000 amp switchgear 480. Fuck yeah, you should have. But hey, yeah, I get it. I get it. Holy shit! I shat my pants almost. Oh, <laughs> dude. Uh, so for any of you guys that don't know, I don't know who's all in here, like the experience levels, but yeah, like, uh, if you were to drop a screw into <laughs> like 
where there's phase A and phase B connecting or, you know, separated and you drop a screw between the two of them, that shit can fucking create a massive fireball and explode. And it's so much, it's so hot that it'll actually vaporize copper and that shit's explosive. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was a good story, bro. Like that's me on the right. (laughs) Yeah. Um, needless to say, I slow the fuck down when I'm at a gear now. Yeah. Fuck the tenants. They can wait. Yeah, man. For sure. Hey, uh, try harding. Um, just, I'll let you speak in a second. Just, um, the kind of the etiquette that we go with is just mute yourself until I call on you to start talking. We kind of try to, we have to take turns. Otherwise we get too many people up here. Just like a gaggle of fucking people mm-hmm. trying to talk over each other. All right. Cool. Dale. Just let me know. when. All right. Dude, would you be cool with um, me? So we're we're gonna start doing a podcast, um, and I think the the Friday night chats that uh, BDL has been doing for a while is the kind of platform that we're gonna do it. I've never really heard a podcast that's like a community podcast before, yeah. where it it's like this, where it's recorded and we have people come up and speak, and then this is what gets thrown out on iTunes and Spotify. So I think we're going to start doing that. But some of the ideas that I've had is I think getting there's a, a website I can go to where I can put in little like question prompts and then somebody can go to the website and click a record button and actually just speak to answer the question in like a 30 second clip. And so what I've thought about doing is having stories from the field from people like having old guys talk about, you know, just crazy shit they've run across or like weird stuff like this where it's like a really good story about something that could have happened. Um, but I would love to have you just record that, uh, for us to be able to use on the podcast. Would you be cool doing that? Absolutely. All right, sure. Cool. I'll just right. find a Friday night where I'm available. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean the, the, yeah, the, the recording of it doesn't, it can be whenever like oh, that. that yeah. Can be yeah. yeah. But, I'm going to try to make it to the Friday chats, but I have, I have D and D on Friday nights normally. And it ends wait. about an hour after the chats start. Wait, Dungeons and Dragons? Yes. Oh, no fucking way. For real? Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, my, 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 my high school, my, my, bleh, my best friend in high school uh, dragged me into it. And, you know, here I am four years later still playing it. <laughs> that's so awesome yeah yeah i was into i was into magic the gathering not gonna lie and uh i was like a big world of warcraft nut i've done all kinds of nerdy shit so uh even like watching stranger things when they're playing i'm like oh hell yeah you know i love it that's yeah. cool yeah all that's right cool. well let me uh let me give uh try harding a, yep. a, a shot here so please uh, dip down yourself. to the audience yeah mm-hmm. so off of uh jd's uh note of him dropping that lug um, not my mistake, but a s- mistake I heard from one of my leads from a guy he was working with. He had a panel blow up in his face and it gave him super bad burns to where he was getting, he had to get skin grafts and oh, he shit. was, he was not able to get workers comp because I guess he was smoking weed or something. So oh, he fuck. had to pay for it all out of pocket and he is still getting skin grass to this day. And that was like probably 10 years ago. Oh my gosh. That's so crazy that, uh, that he wasn't able to get workman's comp. Like even though it was an unsafe condition, it still happened during work. That's so crazy. Yeah. 
and I'm he wasn't wearing any like PPE or anything to protect him. Man, I've heard some stories um, just working with old guys, you know, like a few of them know people that have died uh, because they were doing this in a time where it was a lot less safe. You know, these guys in their like fifties and sixties. So they got some fucking stories to tell. But I had a buddy that um, told me that he had a friend that was working up in a bucket truck and he was working up in a sign and he, um, he, went down to turn uh, turn off a breaker and he didn't have anybody with no he actually I'm sorry he had a, a an apprentice with him and the apprentice was you know usually when you're when somebody's working on something live if you don't have lockout tag out in place you have somebody block a door and not let anybody come in but I think the apprentice had to go uh, take a piss or something and at the exact time that they left to go take a piss evidently the manager of this bank or whatever they were at came in and was wondering why like a, a light wasn't coming on and it was like a bad bulb or something, but they were just like, what the mm-hmm. fuck? Maybe a breaker's off. So they go around into the electrical room and they see, Oh, somebody has been in here. Well, fuck. They must've flipped a breaker off and they go through and sure as shit. They're like, Oh yeah, I see a breaker that's off and it's labeled sign. But like, I don't know. My light's not working. Boom. They fucking flip that breaker on. And that dude gets electrocuted up in that bucket truck and they didn't even realize he was up there. The apprentice oh. came back later, didn't know what happened. He was hollering up to the guy because he didn't see him working. And he never answered. And they finally realized it fucking killed him. Oh, my so, God. I would hate that for the apprentice. Oh, can you imagine, dude, having that on you for the rest of your fucking life? And oh. it, I'm sure it wasn't even – he probably even told the guy, like, yo, I'm going to go take a piss. You know, <laughs> like you, nobody expects that somebody's just going to come in, but you have to. Like you fucking have to think about that kind of stuff. And you're, you know, he's inside of this huge metal fucking sign and he's got wires disconnected. Oh man. I just, shit happens, dude. Like, that's why we, we got to take this stuff serious. We got to slow down and be, be more careful. So uh, dude, thank you for sharing that. If I've got one more to share, that's Go for it. a little more personal. So <clears throat> about a month ago, so I'm in my electrical apprentice at my, uh, local community college and the teacher canceled one day. And we came in the next day, and he told us why. One of his uh, guys he worked with a couple years ago was working, that day was working uh, on pole lights. And uh, he bit into a live 480 volt, and it killed him. It, like, melted his side cutters to his hand. They had to have a closed casket. Oh, fuck, dude. And the guy had, like all sorts of problems like i think he had like diabetes he still lived with his mom because he couldn't do things for himself and it's like <laughs> crazy just think how quick you could die from something like that yeah man and it's always it's always some like fluke kind of thing you know like it's it's always when you when you you're not even thinking about it you know the times where you think about it you're obviously going to put you know, a flash suit on, or you're going to you're you're going to take the time out to do something. But it's always like the the fluke weirdest shit where people die. Now there's times where people are being fucking idiots and they're trying to like steal copper and they cut into a fucking live, you know, seventy two hundred volt line that's that's like outside of a building or something just because they're being idiots and you know fuck them they deserve to die. But no, I shouldn't say that. That's not as a as a representative of Electrician U LLC, the, the school for electricians. I should not say something like that. But uh, 
yeah, like, I don't know, man, this shit's a lot more dangerous than people think. And honestly, you can get killed from working on 120 volts. And a lot of people don't think about that. It just depends on the amount of resistance, how wet you are, the resistance that your body offers to um, the current travel. It depends on how it travels through you. You know, if it travels from the tip of your finger to the, to your wrist, like, yeah, you're okay. But if it travels through your fucking heart, um, it can stop your heart. So I don't know, man. Shit's really dangerous. Anyways, dude, thank you for sharing. Uh, I'm going to give Marco a chance. He was on here, I think, next. Thank you for letting me uh, share. Yeah, man. Have a good night. You too. Yeah, so uh, I'm a uh, fourth-year industrial electrician, and I'm in, in school right now for my last level. But before I went to school, I was on the day shift with my journeyman. And um, one, we have new cells getting installed by a third party called Spark Power. So like a residential commercial come in and install all the power drops. So I guess we've been dealing with them and they've been just not, they didn't know like a lot of shit and fuck up a bunch of shit. And we had to install because we basically go from 600 volts from the bus up in the uh, disconnect down to a transformer on top of our machines which was 600 to 200. And then they go from the secondary side, go straight into the machines. Now, I guess they quoted, they couldn't get the tech cable that we use. It was too big to fit on the lug nut onto our machine side. So they had to, what was it? They take the, the cables right out of the tech cable. Like the conductors right outside of the tech cable. And then use those straight from the transformer to into uh, like a two-inch conduit into the um, machine side. And I guess my journeyman, because when you take the cables out, they'll have like a slice of like a red and a slice of a blue just lightly painted on the conductors, on the insulation. And I guess he didn't look hard enough when he wired it up. And once they finished the wiring and got on the G-boom and energized the whole machine, it fucking blew up the transformer because he shorted out one of the phases on the transformer on the secondary side. So it was just crazy. <sighs> just crazy to see because it was a 112 kVA transformer. And, you know, I, I've, I've never, that's, I guess that's one of the reasons why you should slow down and take a look at shit. But yeah, it's just crazy. Oh my God, dude. Yeah. <laughs> That's not. Oh shit! Hold on a second. I just um, I put a headset in and I can't hear you. Can y'all hear me? Okay. Yeah, I can hear you. There we go. Okay. Cool. We go. <laughs> um, yeah, man. I've heard of people. Um, it's always like it's one thing when you hear something blow up and nobody's around and it's like, okay, well that was fucking destructive. And you know, like that, that's a huge problem. But yeah, when people are around and that happens to you, uh, that's always my first worry is like when you hear something, cr- I'll hear transformers outside in my street, I'll hear them blow, you know, and it sounds like a huge gunshot right outside your door and everybody like runs outside and we're, I live in kind of like a, uh, I'd say a lower class neighborhood. <laughs> so we have some crime. And so people like cops come because they think it's gunshots in our neighborhood. And I know the sound of a transformer blowing because it happens so much. It's an old ass neighborhood. And uh, just going outside, it's like, fuck, I hope that wasn't one of them on the ground. I hope there wasn't some kid running around playing right next to it. Um, I've seen transformers just completely 
uh, catch on fire. And the first thing people do is they go and they grab a hose and they start running around trying to put this fucking fire out on this <laughs> transformer. And it's like, no, don't like stop fucking doing that. You can't put it out with water. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, that's, it's dangerous shit, man. It really yeah. is. It's just one of the worst stories I've, I've encountered since I've been an apprentice. So just thought I'd share that out. So. Yeah, man. Thank you for sharing. And uh, just always remember, man, be, be really careful. Um, you're going to probably be around different journeymen through your career. Some of them are going to push you to, to work faster and harder and just get shit done. I don't care. Like stop being so fucking slow, but it's your life. You're the one that's got to either be home or not be home for your family at the end of the day. And that's ultimately what matters. So, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Thanks yeah, for sharing. For my, no problem. I'm just going, I'm going for my uh, CFQ this year. So hopefully I'll get my ticket and the world's my oyster after that. So yeah, that, that's when it all, finally starts so welcome to the gun show at that point <laughs> cool congratulations man um electro orange what you got bro hello i'm not hearing anything yeah he probably has to um go back to the audience and then choose his microphone and come back up again. So we'll try to send them back out. Okay. What about you, BDL? You got anything? Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah. And, and I, I've got a really, um, big mistake that I was there to witness and be a part of, but thankfully it wasn't my mistake. Um, I was working on a, a new construction project. It was an apartment complex that was a block long, 700 and something apartments. Uh, 300 on each side, separated by a parking garage in the middle. And uh, so we, you know, we're doing electrical, you know, according to the drawings and everything. And we had a superintendent, the kind of guy who just kind of walks around, sees everything, knows everything, but says nothing. And so a lot of times, like, you know, when you have a problem, he may already have the solution, but he won't lead on to knowing that he has a solution until, uh, you know, you've actually exhausted everything you knew how to do. And he's, oh, you can just X, Y, Z. It's like, oh, man, why couldn't you just tell us in the very beginning? But, um, you know, he's always like, you know, kind of jerk us around like that. And so we had a situation where, um, um, according to the drawings, like the east side of the parking garage, all of the HVAC units called for 40 amp, you know, 45 amp, I'm sorry, for a 40 amp breaker, uh, number uh, six wire. And I'm sorry, number eight wire. And then on the west side of the building, uh, it was 50 amp breakers uh, with uh, number six wire. Um, and mind you, you know, we're going according to the drawings, not necessarily according to the code, just going by what the engineer told us to do. And so as we're getting these apartments up and running and we're starting to get to the end of the project and the inspector comes through and we're hot checking everything and putting a stress test because these are all heat pump units, uh, not necessarily gas or anything like that, but it's just all heat pump, electric heat, uh, in every one of these apartment units. And so when they started testing them, everything on the side of the building with the 45 amp breakers, they were constantly tripping left and right. And so after a bunch of arguing back and forth, we ended up putting a 50 amp breaker in, even though it didn't call for that. And every time they went to go check a unit, uh, they figured out, you know, that this kept popping again. We got to put a 50 amp breaker. Um, And this goes on for several weeks, goes into almost two or three months up until the time that the project is almost closed out. And so the project manager gets involved and he says, why is it that we're spending all this extra money on these 50 amp breakers? when the specs originally called for 45 i mean for 40 amp breakers 
And so, you know, we're looking through drawings and everything, and it's like, we're right. And so, you know, we're arguing back and forth. Well, you know, it must be your problem. And HVAC guy says, no, it's your problem. And um, we can't get a solution on it, but we just keep putting 50 amp breakers in. And so um, at some point, it blows up to the point where there's a meeting between our project manager and HVAC project manager. And um, mind you, you know, our superintendent, he figures this out, you know, at some point he must have figured it out, maybe he figured it out recently. But eventually they had a meeting to go hash all this out to see who was right, who was wrong, who didn't do what they were supposed to do. Well, I guess, uh, long story short, while that meeting is going on in like, you know, the makeshift conference room in the, in the construction lockup, uh, ambulance comes. And it's the uh, HVAC superintendent that they're rolling out on a stretcher. Turned out, my superintendent, he went and looked at both sides, looked at the nameplate on both of the units, and discovered that 250 uh, HVAC, you know, uh, I'm sorry, heat pump units ended up on the wrong side of the building. And I think somewhere in that meeting, he revealed that, and the HVAC superintendent collapsed in his chair and passed out when he found out that 250, well, okay, so 500 units were basically installed in the wrong place. And mind you, this is toward the end of the project where all the money's been spent, all the labor is gone, and now we got to move 250 units from one side back to the other. And um, thankfully, the guy was all right, but that was like probably like the worst, craziest mistake that I've ever seen on a construction project where this guy probably you know didn't die from electricity, but he did almost die from a heart attack. <laughs> That's shit that you hear, but you don't actually hear like, really happening it's like a euphemism that you say like oh my god i almost had a heart attack but now he actually yeah the, yeah i mean it, it was mild but you know he was back the next day but yeah he, he uh but he, but he passed out when, when he found out that that he had to move 500 uh, hvac units and he's already spent all the money up yeah man holy and, cow and eventually the guy got fired after you know he fixed it but you know that's because it was costly to his company obviously yeah, that's too big of a mistake to to pass up, you know. Yeah, because you're not just like you know talking about the labor of moving the ductwork and cutting it and retaping it, but then you're talking about drywall and framing that's got to be cut out so you can get the unit out of the closet and that sort of thing. So yeah, it it, it was uh, it ended up good, but it was it, it was a mess at the time. So yeah. Oh man, how does entire groups of people not notice that? You know what I mean, like. Superintendent should probably know a lot about HVAC. He should know enough that he knows all the trades. You know, any good GC worth their grain of salt will will know what's going on and be constantly asking questions, looking at the plan, and double checking things. But uh, yeah, but I I, I think there might have been something wrong with that GC because it's like everybody was at odds with the GC, and the GC was always putting the subs against each other. Oh yeah. Yeah, because oh, I've been on other like projects that. before. Yeah, I've been on other projects before where where it's like everybody's working together. Or at least it ends up being like since we're in everybody's business, you know, it's like, it seems like we're the ones that's that's project managing the project, you know, better than than the GC is. So, yeah, especially with electricians, we just we have such a more intimate relationship with every job that we're on than any other trade does. We're in every inch of every building, doing everything, all the machinery, the in and out, you know. So I, I get like that too. There's builders that I've done work for and it's like, dude, you're never here. And so I just have to be the one that since I'm there all day, every day for way longer than most people, 
I just, I hear everybody that talks and comes in and says stuff. And then I'm friendly with everybody too. Like I always want to make friends with the plumbers, HVAC people. Exactly. And that way, if their shit's in my way or if I'm in their way, or if they need me to do something like they, it, they'll do anything for me because I will do anything for them. And it just makes working together so smooth. That's the way it should be. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Well, cool. Thanks for sharing. Uh, Electro, yep. you're back up. You got Mike. I'm still not hearing you, Bubba. Um, have you gone into your settings and tried to set the... Are you on a... Well, you can't talk to me. Um, if you're on a desktop, then yeah, you have to pick the right microphone. Um, if you're on your phone, you shouldn't have to worry about it. Um, go ahead and chime in. I'm just going to move to Sparky because I got I to gotta dip out here in a few minutes. Um, so Sparky, go ahead, and then Electro, if you come back in, just uh, like speak real quick and just be like, hey, I'm here. Um, let me know your mic's working. But Spark, what's up? Uh, yeah, so uh, I'm about about a year into the trade. Like My brother has been a commercial electrician for like five years now, and he's the one who convinced me to get into office. So I haven't had like any super major mistakes, but I can probably say, too, that like, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> so, so, um, one time we were, I guess, putting a sub panel out to these people's, uh, garage and everything. And they had a generator out at their pole barn. So I guess whoever set that up for them, they ran eight wire on like direct burial <laughs> to, um, like kind of the area where we we're doing this uh, whole switch. I think we we're switching it and putting a different LB and everything on it. So me and my partner were like, oh, okay, you know, like this line's dead or whatever. We'll just cut it. So he, he puts like these rationing cable cutters on it. He starts cutting it and instantly you just see like zap. Like you just see like a big spark. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> like, and these things are still on here. And thank God, like he didn't get shocked or nothing. Uh, uh, you know, so all you hear is like buzzing. So we go to our foreman and we're like, oh dude, um, something's fucking buzzing over here. He's like, what the fuck? So he walks over and I guess, however they did, they were backfeeding from that generator in like, you know, like up there into the pipe. So, I mean, shit, if he just kept going more, it probably would have been a lot worse, you know? <laughs> and Oh, yeah. You're cutting into multiple wires together and creating yeah. short circuits. Oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 oh, go ahead. Oh, I was saying, the funniest part about it is, like, it did pretty minimal damage to those cutters. And, I mean, you know, still fairly significant. And, like, you know, they our company replaces tools, you know, if they get fucked up like that. So, but the dude was like, no, no, they're still good. So now, I mean, he just still walks around with them, though. I just don't see how, like, the fucking middle's blown out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, if they're, you know, depending on the pair and the brand and everything, they, they have a huge cutting surface on them. So. Sometimes you can get away with that. I was an apprentice and I would blow up my, uh, my uh, diagonal cutting pliers and I would do it all the time. I just cut through a piece of Romex without checking first and then just boom, you like smoke a pair and you know, like it always blows up the cutting edge. So you can't use that pair anymore. You can kind of finagle using the tip a little bit maybe, but I was broke. I didn't have the money to go buy, you know, new $30 set of diagonal pliers every week. 
So I would just keep using them, you know, and then I figured out, well, the hole's small enough. I could kind of use this as a wire stripper now, you know, and so I would just keep using it. But, you know, maybe that was the case or maybe he just, it was his self-pride too, or he's like, nah, I fucked these up. I'm just going to keep them. I'm not going to make you pay for a brand new pair. But That's pretty funny. Yeah. No, I feel you with that, man. The tools nowadays are just expensive as shit. But, um, yeah. So- so the second story, and this was directly my fault. Um, <laughs> so I worked for like, it was just this really sketchy shop. They like, I mean, after like, now that I work with the company I work with now, seeing like what they did before, dude, I was like, oh my God, that's some like sketchy shit. So dude, I was getting told like three different ways, do three different things. And I was like, like I said, I've only been doing this for like about, about a year. So I was like, man, I like, I don't, I, at the time I was like, I don't really still understand some of the shit. So for some reason, my dumb ass fucking, uh, we, I put in a, uh, range receptacle and I stripped it literally where it comes in, like into that, uh, receptacle all the way. So I have, there's 240 just completely exposed copper. And so I come into work like the next day and my boss is like, dude, you need to look at this. I'm like, what? He fucking shit, dude. I literally like blew up that range receptacle. And he was like, and then he just started getting, I mean, like, obviously that's, I mean, after hearing some of the other mistakes, I'm like, that really doesn't sound like a lot to me now, you know, it was just like, I mean, I don't know, dude, dude started dogging me and like, just trying to make me feel bad as shit. And I was like, look, I get it. And like, like with you, it's like, I try moving fast a lot and you know, like I even offered to pay for it and he was just like fucking dogging me, dude. And I'm just like, look, dude, I get it fucked up. I was like, but chill out. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, but it ain't house didn't burn down. That's all I care about. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, man, I've seen people do that before and it's usually like, it's either somebody was, not paying attention and they were like listening to music in their headphones and like or listening to a podcast or something and they just weren't paying attention and they were new you know probably within six months um i had this big auditorium that we did it was a huge church and it was like a television broadcast kind of church thing so it was really fucking huge lots going on and we had to put 80 step lights uh like little led um, step lights in all the steps so that all these stairs throughout the whole auditorium were lit when it was dark and a, a production was going on and <clears throat> this fucking helper that we had he knew enough like we'd worked with him on so many jobs we had done all these houses maybe it was just because it was commercial and he didn't i don't know but like he was putting plugs and switches in and he would land breakers like he knew you just strip the tip out you put the thing in the thing and you, that's all you gotta fucking do but he did an entire row of stairs. And mind you, this is all in MC. And the way that it was built in the auditorium, all these steps were completely closed in. There was no way to get to the wiring once it was all closed in. They already had carpet on the entire fucking thing. All the chairs were all put in. Underneath it was completely inaccessible because there were rooms behind it. And they closed all the rooms in. So the wiring was in a cavity that was not accessible without tearing out sheetrock cutting fucking holes through walls into the wood or through the floor like redoing all of the wiring and then like within the seat like this underneath the seating they had all of these areas that were blocked off even within like the area you couldn't get to it was framed in a way 
so that each section, every like three to five feet was completely closed off to the section next to it. So this whole thing was a completely inaccessible grid. If you had to rerun wire, you just couldn't fucking do it. And he took an entire fucking row and uh, he stripped out a whole bunch of the, the, the wires. And he like, as the MC came into the box, he stripped from the connector all of the fucking conductors out and he twisted them all together and uh he had like i think it was it was 12 2 or he, yeah he he took like one of the the ground or something like that and went to like a neutral on uh, one of these led lights and then he took the other two knots and just twisted them together and put it to another one and all the wire exposed completely and he folded that shit back and i'm like you did multiple of these i'm like what the fuck were you doing dude i was so pissed so I completely understand the, uh, the amount of rage that that dude had just because of the fucking nightmare that to have to like redo it in your situation, you probably didn't have to like rerun everything. Right. You just had to like pull some slack out of the wall. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like there was still like, there was still a decent, like there was a lot of wire. Like I left it really long. So there's a lot of wire. They could just fix it. You know, like it wasn't like that. If it did, if I, if I did what he did, I'd, I'd just, I just fucking kind of just have to put my head down for that one because it's like that's that's pretty fucking bad. Yeah, it's like you're like you weren't even thinking about what you were doing. You were like you were in autopilot. Your hands were just fucking moving, and you were like having a conversation with somebody or like I don't know. And then later on, there was a whole bunch of smoke of uh, emergency or uh, exit lights. There were like combination exit lights that had the um, uh, little frog eyes on them. And they were nice. These were all like stainless steel, really expensive uh, fixtures that we put in. And he would he he would like instead of mounting them to a box, he was taking a drywall screw and he would hook it up and he'd literally put one screw in the whole thing and then walk away from it. And it was only hanging on the wall by one fucking drywall screw into drywall, not even into wood or anything. And so some of them were falling off and you'd slam a door and the whole thing would like just twist <laughs> sideways. And I would go up to him and be like, what the fuck is this? And I, I'd ask somebody like, who put this one in? Who did all these over here? And they were like, oh, it was so-and-so. I'm not going to say his name, but I'm like, dude, same guy. Are you fucking kidding me? And I was so livid. And I was like, you're off my jobs. You're not, I'm, I'm not fucking doing with this with you. Cause he just fucked up a lot of other things too. Like, ended up cutting a roll of wire in half and we needed it to be a full length roll um because oh. we bought it for a specific purpose he, he like went and got a roll of 10-3 and it was supposed to be 12-2 and you know just not thinking not even nah, not even thinking so anyways i've seen we went into a house for service calls and they hung every fan in this house like they didn't have a box they just screwed the bracket directly into the ceiling with drywall screws and like it'd be like one out of every three was actually hitting a stud i was like how the fuck did this not fall on you guys like in your sleep <laughs> yeah dude there's there's so much stupid shit that i've run across from people that just half-ass shit because they're in too big of a hurry, you know? And it's this, it's the theme of this whole conversation. It, there's half-assing, but it's still, I think, half-assing comes from a place of, like, I just want to get the fuck out of here and get this done. So rather yeah. than put the right shit in, they're just like, whatever, I'm just going to... But then there's people that don't know what they're doing, and I think the case uh, for helpers, a lot of times, they just don't know, and they're afraid to ask, or they 
they just want to like do a good job. They don't want to not do a good job. So they're just like, Oh, I, I can, I can make this work. I don't have to go ask again, another fucking question of this guy. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah, um, dude. Like, uh, all right, dude. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to see if Electro orange can, he's got his mic working. Um, and then I got to go, but thanks for sharing, dude. I appreciate it. It was good to meet you. No problem. Thank Thank you. Yeah. All right. Do we got you? Come on, talk to me, buddy. Still not working. Fuck, man. I'm so sorry. Uh, we tried so hard. Um, do you want to try, because we've been trying this so much, what about just in stage chat? Uh, I see you wrote some stuff. Changed my settings. I don't know. I'm on the phone. Uh, try um, throwing something in the members only chat. If you had like a question or something, if it's like a long ass huge explanation, then don't even bother. Um, we'll try to get you on the next one. But if there was a question or anything that you had, feel free to ask it. Oh shit, what is that? That looks like a concrete plant. Or is that a concrete plant? It's got hoppers. Like a powder. Chemical plant. What kind of chemical plant? Well, I guess it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> the kind that Mr. Clean wouldn't be proud of. <laughs> All right. Dude, Electra, I'm sorry, dude. I, I I really, I feel like shit that you weren't able to get your, your mic thing figured out. So maybe, um, maybe Zach can help you. Zach's really good. Z-Men is really good about getting, like helping people get shit figured out. He just, he knows a lot about discord. So maybe reach out to him and see if he's got any ideas on why it's not working. Cause, um, I want to have you up here. Um, so I'll, I'm going to do one of these. I might do more of these than one a month. I just don't want to commit to more than one a month. Cause I got so much shit going on right now. Um, but I do commit to at least doing one of these, probably the last Wednesday of every month where it's just members only. Um, and each, each month I'll pick a different topic. So if there's anything that you guys want me to talk about, if you have like a suggestion for next month, um, something that you think would be really cool to share stories or to talk about or get opinions about, um, drop in the members only chat, the one that has the crown next to it, um, drop your ideas or just DMs, uh, Z men don't DM me. I, my, my unreads are fucking crazy. There's probably like 60, uh, I don't even know how many there's, there's tons of people that I haven't even gotten to their messages. Um, it's hard for me to keep up, but Zach's like on point about stuff. So feel free to either do that or go in members chat and just be like, Hey, I think this would be a really good suggestion for next month. And uh, we'll try to get you in there, but electro orange, I'll, I'll definitely get you on stage next time and make sure you get a shot. We just gotta get that shit figured out. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Uh, thanks for being here. And we also have this Friday that we're doing uh, our first kind of live podcast, first live recording. So I'll be in there. BDL will be then there. Um, and we're going to start doing those uh, every Friday. I might not be in every Friday, but we're going to start recording them so that we can start putting them on uh, Spotify and iTunes. And hopefully we can get some more people in here too. We can uh, look up different people in the uh, different trades and have some guest speakers every once in a while, people that we can interview. Um, so I think it'll be 
it, a really good thing once we start getting you know audience numbers and getting quality guests and everything so i'm really stoked for it <clears throat> so again thank you guys uh i'm done talking love you crazy people and i will uh talk to you soon